confidence of a professional stuff man Walking the streets, it always smell like an onion But I got the program, my body, soul, and Make it strong as the wind in Chicago land And we're getting stronger every day We're all in the Strength Faction crew So get your chips and load your hips Because our mission is to bring out the best in you, in you, in you Hey everybody, welcome to the Strength Faction Podcast. We're coming at you with another episode of Quick Hits with Wes Showdub Showalter and Ross, Rossy Poops Oberlin, and I'm your host, Mike Conley. Let's get into it, gentlemen. How was the week? Ross, why don't you kick us off? You were up, you were up in Virginia uh, hanging out with Todd and Chris this weekend. What was going on up there? I, uh, I sure was, man. And um, it, because it kind of fits into my quick hit thing, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give a recap of the week. And, uh, and if it's all right with you, I'm just going to jump into kind of my, my quick hit lesson for the week. Or my quick oh, yeah. Just go ahead, man. It ties steam, roll, so, steam roll this song. Yes, I, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, so, yes, this past weekend was uh, the Gym Systems uh, Summit, at, which was held at Beyond Strength in, uh, in Sterling, Virginia, which is Todd and Chris's gym. And so that's a kind of subgroup of the strength faction, which is comprised of gym owners or people involved in the, in the, you know, higher up processes or functioning of a gym. And so we got together and um, it was great, you know, uh, in the past and a lot of times we've talked about this in the faction, it's like, I don't think that many people are in need of more knowledge or information. Um, some are, and, and, and there's, there's, you know, lots of great info out there, the faction being one of it, but you got to do shit, right? We talked about that in the faction, you got to make stuff happen. And even with our group, we were kind of letting that creep in and just focusing too much on acquiring knowledge and not executing. So this, this weekend was really about setting up our quarterly plan wanting to crush the end of 2021 and, um, and making sure that everybody was on point to do stuff. So it was an awesome weekend. I think it was exactly what the members of that group needed. And, uh, and I know for myself, I'm excited to really crush these next few months. And I know everyone else is uh, as well. And, and so it was, it was a great time. And obviously, I love, I love seeing those guys. I, um, I drove out, right? So uh, live, live just outside of Chicago and uh, Washington, D.C. To get the gym is just outside of D.C. You know, it's a bit of a drive. But I knew that I wanted to go go a few places, do a few things, um, bring my gun with like that. That also helped. But I I knew that I wanted to do that. And here's why. I, I my wife and I both talk about growing up that we were really fortunate that we both got to enjoy, I think is the right word, really strong families. And that doesn't mean like, oh, family's perfect. And there's absolutely like no issues. Every family's got their stuff. But really, on the far and wide, both of us came from and grew up in families that were very tight, that loved each other, that made the, made the point to stay connected and see each other. And when you're a kid, you're just along for the ride and you just enjoy that stuff. And when you get older and you become an adult, be it family or be it friends, it's like if you want to enjoy these important, meaningful relationships, like you have to invest into it a little bit. You can't just like always be cashing out. Right. And so. Over this past week, I, I, stayed in, I stayed with family in Columbus on the drive out because I, I broke it into two days. 
Um, I got to see uh, my cousin who lives in DC then when I got out there. Um, I got to spend all that time with Todd, Chris, the other members of the gym systems group. Uh, I went shooting with Todd on, on Sunday. Um, then I spent time with uh, some other cousins, one of Michelle's cousins that she's close with that lived out there and spent time with them. On the way back was in Columbus again, again, staying with uh, one of Michelle's sisters and her family and seeing all these people and just like how, how much that filled my cup, how good that felt, but that like that effort to go out of your way to maintain, to build relationships and, and maintain them. And you can look at that through your personal life with family and friends, and you can look at that through your professional life with the other coaches and people in this industry you have relationships with, but it's like, you can't just keep cashing in. You got to invest in those relationships. And this is what Wes and I spoke about on our uh, call without you, Mike, whatever, with the, the weekend that I was out in Philly. Um, and to that point, like made a point to, all right, I'm going to see Wes. And we talked about when we were there, maintaining relationships in this field and, and how, how important that is, that it, you can't just be solo online doing your thing. When you have meaningful relationships, professionally, personally, whatever it is, like it makes you a better person. It, it fills your cup in a way you can't do otherwise and, and is really meaningful. So uh, shit, man, after this last week, I tell you what, my, my cup is full and I'm just um, brimming with, with uh, positive, good vibes. So if you need any, hit me up. I'll send some of your way. Love it, man. Love it. I'm at a loss for how hanging out with Todd for the weekend gave you positive vibes. but <laughs> Dude, hey. him and I went to a hot pot place. Which and we got all you can eat. Are you so yeah, you guys saw in the text that like yeah, I that like still like makes my heart rate go up if I think about it. That was very challenging for me. I gotta tell you, the strength the strength faction team text thread the like last two weeks has made me laugh oh literally God. out loud. To that point in relationship, like even that, right? That's right. A, that's staying connected. And yes, it has been exceptionally hilarious the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like from from Osama bin Laden being in my oatmeal <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh, the the discussion about urine Todd's gastrointestinal <laughs> tummy, issues. Tummy after Todd and tummy. runs Ross. <laughs> Should be your new Instagram account. <laughs> Tell me, Todd oh, Ross with a Z. Oh God! But I, I, I think we should honestly make a coffee, a coffee table book out of some of our text threads. There's a couple good ones. In there. I would read it. I'd read it probably monthly. I'd read it while I was going number two. Yeah, that's a bad. Yeah, it's not a coffee table book. That's a bathroom book. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I got. Certainly but just like again, echoing the importance of d doing your part personally, professionally, but like. If you want to enjoy those relationships, you got to, you got to invest in them and, and make a point to see people and, and, and share that love. Yeah, absolutely. Wes, what do you got, buddy? Okay. So uh, I have a newer guy because I had lost, well, I had to give someone up because of a schedule thing. It doesn't matter. The point of the story is I've had this, I have this new guy, right? And he is a runner. And I actually talked about this on the program call a little bit yesterday with Ross. And what do all runners have in common that I have trained in the past? And this guy was no exception. They move like shit. They have zero kinesthetic awareness, 
no like <laughs> athleticism or at least the ones i've worked with this guy's like an endurance guy like runs marathons and more than marathons shit like that um he's a nurse practitioner whatever and i actually just had him before this call which like i was going to talk about him anyway but something that happened today was like fuck yeah so anyway i've literally had this dude for four sessions okay like including today this is our fourth time and i can tell within the warm-up, right? Like when I'm teaching people, I'm good at framing. Like uh, I tell people before we even meet each other, like, hey, these first few sessions is gonna be like learning and I'm gonna go over the warm-up and you can ask me questions and I'll see how you move and all that shit. But I can tell within the warm-up, like, okay, this person, you know, moves like shit or whatever. This dude moves like shit. Like we're, we're going to do dead bugs. There's parts everywhere. Now, pause. So, uh, one, I had to actively tell myself, shut the fuck up, Wes, shut the <laughs> fuck up, Wes, because I kept wanting to go, oh, ooh, ah, like I was just seeing things like, like what's wrong with you, man. Yeah, Like, dude, I, I wish that this, if people could watch this podcast, I would do a demo of what, uh, this bound type thing. It wasn't even very athletic, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So one, it made me reflect because I actively, I was good and I busted out all the stops and I mean all the stops. So I have a template that I follow, right? And if I have newer people, I use this template with 95% of them. I had to spash the template and I had to go off script, meaning I had to regress the regressions, if that makes sense. And I went to like the great cook four by four matrix for some of this shit, yada, yada, yada. Great guy though, good attitude, very receptive to coaching. And it just made me reflect that one, had this been years back, I would get so frustrated and I wouldn't have been able to teach him anything. Uh, and two, I would have talked too fucking much. So like, it just made me reflect on that. But three, it also made me like go off script, but not in a bad way. Like I, we still got some strength stuff in, but we did a lot of patterning work and um, like, you know, handcuff hinge stuff and uh, a lot of tactical feedback, like a lot of drilling, if you will. And in any case, today was our fourth session together and like night and day, like he's already moving up. Like, again, he's very, I've gotten good at framing, right. And how I communicate to these people and teach them. And I'm like, listen, you're going to fuck up. I'm like, I told him I'm like, this is the second time you've ever done this. I don't expect it to look good. Like just yet. And another example I'll use is like, for instance, I had, I can't remember what I had in there for power work, but I was like, after the warm-up, I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. So we just start working on snap downs, which if anyone here knows what snap downs are, and even though it was like valgus, like heels up, like the whole shebang, but through, you know, via my processes, we got them kosher. And uh, anyway, today was our fourth day. It was the best session we've ever had. And I could just see he was fucking pumped because he was doing stuff right. And uh, there was something else in there I wanted to say. Oh, before he had left, I have all his stuff in True Coach, which is the coaching software I use. And I said, I was like, hey, dude, like, like I'm still going to walk you through this warm up. But if you want to practice it, there's like videos in there and blah, blah, blah. Sure shit. He practiced it. And uh, anyway, today we had a great session. And it just I'm, I'm really happy because to me, it shows me how much I've grown. Because, again, had this been years back, I would have sucked ass and gotten really pissed off and because i remember being with clients like this and being like why can't they just listen to the thing and the thing that i showed them and whatever but now i've got all these tools and 
ways of communicating and also letting people fuck up some to identify good reps versus shit reps. And it just, it felt really good. Cause in my head, I'm like, I'm glad that this dude's with me and not, you know, somebody else. Cause this is a special project. And I've worked, I work within, <laughs> with a wide range of movement capabilities, but this is like really testing my skill set as a coach. And I'm oddly happy about it. So that's, I don't know if there's any takeaways there. Other than no, that, that well, that was really good. Wes. the, uh, yeah. the, one of the, I'm work, I di- I'm doing a little bit of work on, on a deadlift course we have coming up. And, and it's funny. Cause I was like trying to reflect back on, okay, I've been coaching the deadlift for a while. It used to be really difficult for me. And now it's not that difficult for me. Like, man, what changed? And it was like, for the most part, it's like, oh, I just learned to shut the fuck up. Like, like I yeah. stopped saying so much. I was just, I couldn't stop talking before. And yeah, and with some reps, yeah, you learn that that's sometimes the move. Yep. Yep. I had yeah. to actively tell myself though. But anyway, keep going. Sounds like you're a true professional there, Wesley. Yeah. Who uses colorful language and wears weird outfits and stuff. But otherwise, yeah, I'm professional. Yeah. But <laughs> like really, when it comes down to it, in my mind, that's the difference between a good coach and a great coach, right? A good coach can run their program. Yeah. They could, they could, they, as long as those guardrails are up uh, and they have clearly defined um, a clearly defined path to walk on and everything goes how they want it to, then they're a good coach. Then things are good. But if, if anything deviates there and the wheels fall off the bus, then we have some work to do, don't we? Yes. Right. Like, um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to work on with my coaches right now is like, Hey, if, if we're running a program and there's, you know, 40 to 60 hockey athletes in the gym, there's a very, very, very slim chance that things are going to go perfectly. How we, how we planned it out on paper. So we have to equip ourselves to adjust have the have that toolbox open in our heads to make the adjustments on the fly and know exactly where we got to go because that's going to you know if if the kids are acting up or we run into logistical issues whatever it is you know as much as we try to to mitigate that stuff in planning it's bound to come up like the difference between providing a good service and a great service is how well we adapt to those those pitfalls Mm -hmm. you know and and i've noticed you know like the coaches get a little frantic and i'm just like oh just do this Mm -hmm. like what do you mean oh just do that like where did you pull that from i'm like oh you know well i've probably run into this situation once or twice in 21 years and you just you, you the more experience you have and and the more you experience the problems, the better you get at solving them That on the in fly. A, in a nutshell, that's, it just made me feel good. Cause I, I, <clears throat> I thought to myself, like I was in those guys' shoes where I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this person. And then I yeah. just instantly was like, all right, here's what we're going to do. And it and worked. It's frustrating, right? Oh yeah. Oh, like big time. and then that, that causes things. And this really kind of ties into what, what I've been thinking about this week. Well, one of the things I've been thinking about is just kind of like recognizing how people are acting in the gym and not right. Like, so where 
when I first started out training, much like you were saying, I would get frustrated if, if somebody wasn't getting my cues, I was like, what the fuck, what's wrong with that person? Well, there's nothing wrong with that person. It was, it was a, it was a shortcoming on my part and where I'm working on getting better and, and what I'm pushing my coaches to get better at is if you have somebody, whether it be like behavioral or performance wise that, that aren't like dialed into what you want to happen in the gym, we have to take into consideration, like, where are these people coming from? Right? Like what issues are they dealing with personal, physical outside of here that are impacting the way they're acting? And, you know, most often, especially with the kids, uh, you know, it's, it's real easy to get frustrated and mad at them when they're, they're acting outside of what's expected of them during a training session. But we have to think like, okay, these kids are like middle school, high school age. They're going through, you know, what quite possibly could be a living hell at their school, right? Like think of all the bullshit that go, kids go through in the school oh, environment. Rough, yeah. yeah. You know, and they, you know, they're, they're at an age where they're developing they're mentally, they're expanding and, you know, they're probably having some issues with their parents and connection. Maybe, I don't know. I know I did at that age and it caused me to be a real a-hole. <laughs> like, so, yeah. So like just thinking back, thinking back to that and then, and then connecting that to my experiences as a coach it's, it's good on so many levels. Like it keeps the frustration away. Right. And then it, it allows me like, I'm much calmer when I run into those situations and the answers come to me quicker. Right. Instead mm -hmm. of saying like, Oh fuck, like being so dialed in on what I pictured to go down during this training session. And yes, have a plan, have a program, but also understand that that's a suggestion and that there's, there's things that are going to show that, that are bound to show up in that, in the training arena that you didn't plan for, that you didn't think of, but are you prepared to handle that on the fly? Right? Like be there, get there. And that's why it's great to like, when you, when you go through that phase of, of like where you do get stuck make a process of learning from that experience, right? Like if I, if I would have just stayed frustrated and never, and just been like, oh man, it's just, man, some people just can't train. You just can't mm -hmm. train some people. <laughs> I used yeah. to say that yeah. shit to myself. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Let's you off the hook. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's not my fault, but it's that ownership of, mm -hmm. right. I'm here to coach. It is, it is in my job description to solve these problems. There's really no such thing as like, oh, it's just their fault. Oh, it's just like, I can't deal with that. If you have that mindset, then you're just going to keep running into the same problems. Mm -hmm. But if you have that mindset of like, oh, here's a great learning opportunity, right? Like here's, here's a way that I can expand my skill set and carry it further down the road with me so that when I do hit these problems 
it's not, it's not a setback. It's a push forward because it, the way that people react to you when you're frustrated and the way that people react to you when they, they feel frustrated and panicked, and then you come, you come in calm, cool, calm, and collected and, and lay a solution on them. Talk about trust. Like that's, that's clients for years. And then that allows you to carry on in your, in your mission to build a career here in the, in the fitness industry and not lose your damn mind. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Dude, the, you know, people sometimes talk about like, oh, great, like that you wouldn't think would be great, but like great jobs before you become a trainer. And so one of the ones that I know gets brought up is um, like to work as a bartender, right? Because it's like, oh, you'll learn how to talk to people and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I know that's been dropped before. As you were saying that, I, I kind of forgot about this, but I always listed this as one of my like advantages when I got into training was before I got into this world, uh, I spent a couple of years working as a Special Olympics program coordinator. And that's where I really found my passion for coaching. And honestly, it was a big time advantage because when you're working with Special Olympics individuals and athletes, you're not looking at through the lens. You never look at things through the lens of like, oh, God, why don't they understand this? Like, you right. know that the onus mm -hmm. is on me. Like, if this athlete isn't understanding what I'm saying, it's not their fault for not understanding it. I need to come up with a better way to communicate this thing and, and, and make sure that they can be successful with whatever the task is. And it just like locked in a coaching mindset of like, it is on you as the coach to figure out the way to communicate this. And, um, and again, not that like, Oh, go quit being a trainer and just go bartend and coach special Olympics for a year. Like you're on the path, stay on it. But you know, it's, it's that good reminder of like, man, if you could take that mindset, you you don't waste a bunch of energy being like oh this person should what because that's not productive anyway and it, and it yeah that night i'm glad you brought that up mike because i kind of forget like we all have experiences in our life that give us advantages and give us unique skills as a coach and and that's definitely one of mine that that kind of has helped that attitude of like all right if they're not understanding this that's on me what do i need to do different to help them understand this exercise or this movement or this expectation yeah and I, I think back to my, I think my, the job that I had before being a, a trainer and entering or a coach and entering this industry that helped me so much was, you know, being in the Marine Corps and doing some shit that really brought me outside of my comfort zone. One story that I think of often that was a big turning point in my maturity was I'm definitely afraid of heights. Like I cannot stand heights. I just get weird. Like I have a physical reaction in my body. Like it just shuts down. And there's a, uh, there's a week where we in boot camp we do a confidence course and it's just like, it's, it's an obstacle course, but it's ridiculous. It's like every fear you can think of they put <laughs> oh, in front my of you. God. And one of them is it's called the stairway to heaven. And it's a, oh, it's a lot, it's a log ladder. That's about three stories tall. The it's, and when I say logs, these are telephone poles. So it's not like manageable. It's like, it's like not a manageable. Logs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the, it's a, it's literally a ladder straight up. Right. And the poles are probably, I, I I'm not going to guess they're, they're probably about, six and a half feet apart seven feet apart 
so that when you're climbing, you're never at like a very comfortable, like, oh, I could just do this and get up there. So when you get up to the top, you, you're having to stand on one log and then kind of stand up and reach and grab the next one. So there's a point there where you have no stability. And I remember I was probably maybe two rungs from the top and I just locked up and my drill instructor saw it from, you know, he's standing below me. Come on, Conley, come on, Conley. And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know what I said, but he said, uh, Hey, uh, Conley, do you want to file a complaint or you just want to figure it out and get over this fucking bridge, you know, <laughs> get over the thing. <laughs> and, you know, and that was his way. That was his way of saying, you know, you really don't have many options other than to figure it out and move forward. You know, you're already I mean? up there. Yeah. Like you, you definitely don't want to climb back down and then deal with me. So you might as well just keep going and figure it out. And that's what it's all about, man. Instead of like, I really, and I, I slip up and, and have setbacks with this all the time where I feel like I just, you know, I get frustrated and I want to complain and I want to just lash out and really the best, the best opportunity to not only get through a problem, but also learn and develop as a professional is to go through that frustration, you know, find a vent for it and then focus on a solution, right? Like don't, don't come back or, or, or lash out at, at anyone else involved in the situation. Keep your cool, focus on a solution. And then the frustration goes away. Right. And, and you learn and everything's good. Right. So let's do that. I like that. I love it. Stay I like positive. you. Yeah. Stay posy. Tuss Nagy. Yeah, that's Stay right. Posy, Tuss Nagy. Yeah, buddy. All right, boys. Uh, hey, what another great talk. I was just, I had a talk with Todd yesterday and I was telling him how much, I think these are probably my favorite. Oh, yeah, we, have a, we have a good time. It's like my favorite hour of the week. One of them. Yeah. Work, it's a blast. I always anyway. look forward to it. Yep. Same geez. I appreciate you guys sharing your uh, your week with us. Uh, I appreciate all the listeners listening and hope we're helping you guys out. If you guys ever have any suggestions on what you want to hear us talk through, uh, feel free to DM any one of us. Yes. And uh, we'll get through it. All right, guys. Thanks for checking in this week. Uh, we will be back in two weeks with another episode of Quick Hits. You going to be October. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway. Pumpkin spice latte. And then it's spooky season. Yeah, Love buddy. It. All right, cool. All right, boys. Have a great uh, week, and uh, we'll talk soon. Stay blessed. Bye. Bye, guys.